Everyone, let's give everyone a few more minutes. Uh, we wait for everyone. I think this one's kind of appropriate. <laughs> Fine note of Pinky and the Brain, an Animaniacs classic. Um, I bring on my friend Habib. How's it going, Habib? Oh, um, um, give you permission one second. Would that work this time? Habib, can you hear us? How about now? Ah, wonderful. There we are. Now I hear you. Great. Good. Okay. How's it going, man? Good. Very good. How about you? Good. Thank you. Yeah, the tech side, uh, <laughs> the tech side has been really bad on Twitter in the last few days. I don't know what's going on, but we're, we're just making the best of it. So here we are. Um, Okay, so we actually once recorded a show together that I kind of was just being a novice on YouTube and didn't quite work out how to get that sorted. So let's kind of redo that a, a bit again. How, how did you get into the whole crypto NFT space? Uh, let's start with crypto. I was uh, back in 2012. My, my son was due to have a bar mitzvah in a year and I was out of work. And I needed to make some money very fast. And I, I, I literally stumbled on, on Bitcoin. And so I bought a little bit of Bitcoin. And then I found all these wonderful sites that were paying 10% a day. Wow. And so I said, okay, let me, let me toss some money into here and, and see what happens. So I tossed some money into it. And it kept growing every day, 10%, every day, 10%. And I said, and it got to like 
a huge sum of money and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my son is going to have the best bar mitzvah this side of New York. And so I began to saying, okay, I'm, I'm good with what, what we have in here. And I began to, to try and to attempt to remove the funds. Uh, something was funky with, with the website. I tried to reach him on several platforms, no answer for about seven days. And after 30 days, um, I tried to go into the URL, gone. URL is gone. It's my first experience with a rug pull. So that's that's how I got into cryptocurrency. So I, I still invested in some stuff. And then 2017, I was I did a lot of IPO, uh, ICOs. I, I mean, like probably 100, 150 ICOs. Very small amounts of money. And... Uh, 2018 came along and everything tanked and all my other friends that were in it said uh we're selling everything and getting out of this we don't trust this and i'm saying it's worth so few dollars that i'm just gonna leave it in i i, I got nothing it doesn't it's not worth it even to, to take the time to sell it and then here we are in 2019 2020 2021 about Maybe one to three percent of what I bought actually just skyrocketed out of out of the blue, out of like it was Phoenix out of the blue and, and it rose and, and it grew. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And um, so that's how I got into crypto. And then 2020, uh, the pandemic had hit and I'd lost my job and um I, I I need to just start doing something, so I started. One second, one second. How big? How big? Let's. Uh... Uh, it was nice. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't as lavish as I would have liked it to be, but you know, we did what we could with what we had. So, you know. Very and, cool. Very cool. Okay, so that's so that's your crypto story, and then right. you're saying 20, 2021 is when you start, or twenty twenty was when you start looking into NFTs. Yes. So I I I'd lost my job uh, because of the pandemic. Um, and I started looking around and I found NFTs and I started buying some wax NFTs just to learn about the, 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 the space. And then um, I wanted to produce my own as an artist. And um, what I found was that uh, it, it was very expensive to mint for, for an unemployed person. So I, I you know, looked around and I found um, a site called silicon.mintable.app. And at the time, Zillica was, if you wanted to mint, you could mint for one or two cents. You could mint literally under 50 cents or a dollar. So it was compared to the other sites, it was quite affordable. And, and I minted some and I sold some. And I, and I reached out to the owner and I said, um, do you, would you like some help? My, my specialty is quality assurance on the sites. And he says to me, um, we just lost one of our co-founders. Uh, I'm bootstrapped. I, I couldn't afford you if, if I wanted. And so I, I said, of course you can. You can afford free because I was basically going to volunteer my time so that I could learn. And so I learned a tremendous amount. And I also, um, he also owned mintable.com, which uh, he revamped the whole site and I queued the whole site and um, learned again, tremendous amount. And, you know, I just began acquiring um, NFT. And, and for people that for, for people that don't know what 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 at that time and I mean even now what does mintable.com do? 
Uh, Mental.com is a, is a, it's a site just like any other site. Uh, it's, it, it has recently been bought by uh, Cuban. Um, so it's in his forte. Um, but you, you can go in and you can, can create, create NFTs and you can put it for sale. One of the things that they have also is a, a non-gas NFT creation where the gas will be paid by the buyer, but not by the and Anything you print mint in there will show an open sea as well. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's a very nice site as well as, as other sites. Um, so that's, that's, that's kind of how I stumbled into NFTs. And, cool, and then um, and then and then I think it kind of went for you to YGG, right? That's when you started pulling into the DAOs and and really into the play to earn space. Yeah, so uh, GYB Grow Your Base, uh, I I got involved with them. Uh, I bought some of their packages, and what they did is uh, if you could buy a package for six months, and then every month or every other month they would drop some uh, either a game NFT or a, a picture NFT, and so I began acquiring that way. And, you know, the community over there was phenomenal. If you had questions in regards to a game, if you wanted to do something, or if you didn't know how to do something, you could just put your, your question out there. And the community was wonderful in helping answer a ton of questions. And what they did also, they uh, decided uh, to open it up and have people um, purchase. Um, they 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 put a group together and pretty much, and, and they purchased a town called the, the town of Archduke. And yeah, when, when Gala Games was coming out pretty much and, and was announcing Miranda's, I think they were the first DAO to get August. And so, yeah, they put together this DAO and they ended up purchasing a town of the Archduke. Uh, I think for around $300,000 is what they all put together. But I think Grow Your Base in themselves and some of their whales, I, I mean, they have hundreds of millions under management now and I, I must it must be close they're putting together this whole kind of metaverse landau i think now yeah but yeah they they are and that's going to come out in six months to a year there's they're they're focusing on their metaverse uh, production company which is booming uh they're getting people asking them to build on the metaverse all the time which is wonderful um, yeah, yeah, we, we need to get them on a call, I think, as well, because we want to talk about that. You know, they, there are, you know, they are, they are um, things like NFT World, which are built using the, the Minecraft tools. So there's a lot more people who are building like that because they've been doing it for years. But when it comes to something like Decentraland and Sandbox, you know, there are only so many quality people who can, who can build there already. So it'd be very cool to, I think, get them on a call. Uh, we, should, we should make that happen where we kind of talk to them about, you know, what it means to build in the sandbox. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to them and see if they got time to yeah. talk about what cool. it means in the, in the sandbox. Okay, so grow your... I'm sorry, I lost. Open Crown Capital. Right, so grow, yeah, so you, you came into one of our meetings uh, and you talked about Crown Capital and, uh, and the way I kind of looked at it, I'm like, you, Crown Capital is way more organized than uh, the Grow Your Base uh, DAO uh, in the sense of you had a vision, you knew what you wanted, you were specific in, in, in doing it, and you had created a DAO and you were going to, once executed, you were going to get governors on board. 
So it was, for me, it was a clear path to what you were going to do and how you were going to do it. And to me, it just made complete sense where the Grow Your Base DAO um, are, they're a little more laid back. They're a little less organized and and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, They they are more into, well, when we build this Miranda's town, we were going to like have a beer in the tavern kind of and and relax. At, At the same time, they bought the town they also the the price of um, the coin um, gala coin skyrocketed. So when it was like a three or four cents is when we we had bought the town, and then they they had they had extra coin and that skyrocketed to like fifty cents. And with that, they were able to buy three nodes, and those nodes are like producing income for them every day. So. Um, a lot of times they, that when they have a certain amount, they'll say, okay, what's out there? And they'll buy a piece of something in Miranda's about uh, uh, some other type of thing that they will be putting on their land. So, so then I got involved with, with you guys and, you know, I'm, I'm extremely happy that I did. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, again, you know, it's not an all or nothing space, right? I mean, I can see Blue Moon is here as well. Uh, some of you are, are still part of both DAOs, right? And, and, and you know, I, I say this often, but when it comes to kind of games, right, like World of Warcraft and even those kinds of games, when people did initial play to earn games, there was a lot of focus on, like, rivalry because there wasn't much money in it, right? Like, you, you kind of could get caught up on these, like, six-month rivalries, uh, kind of ego flexes, because there wasn't much, it wasn't, that, that was it, right? It was all like a prestige play. Whereas now that we're kind of all player investors, um, I, I think there's no room for ego, right? Like we want to work with the town of the Archduke, right? If we can kind of together with another DAO or another two DAOs control certain resources and stuff, that gives us a major competitive advantage. So I definitely think, you know, that, that the people who are uh, kind of pushing for us to do collaborations and some of you who, have, who own kind of a, a stake in both, it's a great way to go. I completely agree. Uh, you're right. In, in in the near future, it is the way to go with the creation because things are going to be more expensive. Things are going to be harder to acquire um, and it will benefit all whoever DAOs collaborate together and acquire these assets in the future. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, just a few other things that kind of people can get to know you because this was really a spotlight of some of the team members. We've had Livstrom, who's Dave, on the show before. Um you know what? 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 What's your experience before Web three? Which areas have you worked in? Um, I I don't know how to answer that question. What do you mean by areas? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean in 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 the corporate jobs, which you know I was in banking and and fine art. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so um, I started out uh, in the financial. Uh, sector QA, QAing a um, credit card company. Uh, and then uh, they got bought out and I worked for their secondary company, but mostly financial. And then I did uh, several stints at, at Gap and at um, a couple of uh, clothing companies doing QA on their systems. And uh, the last couple of uh, stints, one was with, was with Wells Fargo. And the one that I really enjoyed most, uh, I, I worked with Airbnb uh, with their phone system, testing their phone systems. They were bringing it down from the cloud 
to servers in-house because they, they calculated and said uh, we would save a ton of money if we did it that way. So um, those are like my three kind of specialties. Yeah, so, so art and analytics tends to be kind of, you know, where you find yourself most comfortable, right? And then um, Next Chain Media. Tell us a little about Next Chain Media. Um, well, we're a media company and we're, we're, we've, we've put out several shows uh, and currently we're working with a, uh, uh, a project called Joke, uh, Joke Token. And what they're doing is they are buying, uh, they're buying several lands in the info, Infoverse. Infoverse? Something like that. It's the mm-hmm, Oculus, mm-hmm. It's the Oculus uh, metaverse. Yeah. Where, um, where the original purchasers, I think there's 1,500 or 2,000 of them. If they had bought the NFT, uh, they were going to uh, get a, uh, a condo. And within the condo, you would walk into your condo and click on a, a link with your um, Oculus on and uh, like be projected and sit down in a, in a comedy club. Uh, they've gone out and bought a bunch of clubs where they're working on getting comedians to fill in those time slots for them. And I think that it, it's it's a slow process, but it's going to be very, very unique and lucrative, I think. That's my opinion. Do your own research. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I love getting these kind of all these messages from you because you, you're always poking around. I mean, you never stop kind of doing analytics and finding new projects. I'm like, where is he finding this stuff? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know, you know, people, people, most the majority of the guys in the team are like, you know, giving me the A-list for collaborations. They're like, um, have you talked to Hape or have you talked to, you know, you know, Billionaires Clearly Club? You know, Abib's like, have you seen this interesting side chain that's doing a comedy show connection with Block? Ex-? You know, it's like, where does he find this stuff? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I run into the most interesting, you know, I, I, I'm on like a hundred Discord servers, so I, I check in on various ones. And you know, what's 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 one thing that I really use a lot is the an NFT calendar of drops that are going to be happening during the month or next month or the month after that. Those are the ones that you know you take a look at and you try to evaluate. You know, is this going to be a good project? How is it going to be a good project? Is it going to be long term? You know. Those kind of analytics are, you know, they're they're tough to do, um, yeah. but if if done right, the value is there because you're getting in at a, a very early stage. The risk is higher, of course, but you know, uh, what's life without risk? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And 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 you know, I, I sometimes it gets downplayed, but I you know, and we can kind of move on to how we analyze things, but. There is, there are two factors over here that you just kind of get with experience. And I would say one is intuition, right? In other words, when you have spent a long time with investments, whether it be classic investments or Web3 investments, you do start to get an intuition when there may be some magic over there, right? Like you kind of have to still do a lot of research, but you get a feeling like, okay, there may be something happening over here. And number two, until you've been in the space for a while and just seen kind of a thousand or two thousand projects, you can't start to whittle down your list, right? You have to be kind of throwing your net wide, getting excited by a lot of projects, and then going, you know what? I've kind of seen that, or this team is kind of very average. 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So um, I, I think that that is, that can't be kind of underplayed how important that is, uh, that, you know, that, that people kind of just get into a lot of communities, read a lot of white papers, get onto a lot of NFT profile picture um, websites, get onto some of these Twitter spaces and AMAs, listen to founders, you'll start to kind of get a feeling, you know, why some projects are better than others. I mean, I, you know, for every, for all the, the, the talk of Board Ape Yacht Club, most people I know, you know, I, I often, I kind of like to perv profiles when people message me and I'll check kind of which mutual service we're in. The, I mean, there are, most people aren't even in the Board Ape Yacht Club Discord server. And so how are they going to find the next Board Ape if they don't even know how Board Ape did it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Very just... True. There's an absurdity to this. Like, it's like, you know, if, if, you know it, it's one thing like, look, with CryptoPunks, you can kind of give them the novelty award, right? Like all being equal, you know, the first kind of Leonardo da Vinci or the first Picasso, you know, there's this, let's put it like this. There's this famous joke. A kid goes with his mom to the modern art museum in, in New York, uh, the Guggenheim. And they're walking around and five minutes in, the kid looks at his mom and goes, mom. I could do that. And she goes, yes, sweetheart, but you didn't. <laughs> right? And so, yes, sweetheart, CryptoPunks is not that kind of amazing art-wise, but they were the first to do it. And it's classic enough, and it's a generative collection, it's brilliant. They created an art form in a way, right? And so, of course, it's going to have what we call archaeological value. But for most other collections coming after that, uh, there are real steps that these communities and founders followed that, that is giving those projects a lot of value. So much so that look at Board Ape. You know, Board Ape is, is a project that, that the founders with consistency execute beautifully. I mean, the fact that they just took all of the money that they had raised or a good chunk of the money they had raised to buy out CryptoPunks and MeBits is, is, is a phenomenal statement, right? That within a year, they've come along, copied their founder, and then bought them out because they don't, they don't like that, 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 that their founder has, that, that their project is anything, right? Because, you know, Board Apes, one of the major things that Board Ape did was to give all of its holders kind of full IP rights. That yeah. You don't have that with CryptoPunks, right? Another thing is the Lava Labs studio has, has really not done anything with the project. I mean, so much so that the MeBits guys, and for those who are not familiar, MeBits is Lava Labs kind of avatar project. It's these voxel avatars. They're really cute. And uh, they were made for the sandbox. And, um, you know, when the community started getting engaged, you're like, wow, you know, these are so cool. Oh, my God, it's Lava Labs. Lava Labs is like, um, you can do whatever you want with it. And they're like, um, can you help us? No, 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 not really. And so these... The, the, these, these people, I mean, we've got Karen Boney on our team. Karen Boney is one of the founding members of Mebits DAO. This was a, a community-created DAO in order to start kind of moving that project forward. And eventually, when they got to a certain level, Lava Labs are like, yeah, we can come on as advisors if you want. I mean, that's, that's, that, that you would never manage with a project like that today, right? Today, we expect uh, roadmaps and so much more. And we can start to see why some projects are doing well and some aren't. And um, I was just on a call earlier with Giancarlo, um, and um, he, you know, he's been making a point for a while that you know, 
unlike many of these kind of other influencers who focus on minting and flipping, he's made most of his money buying into projects after they cross a two-floor, two-eth two threshold. I mean, sometimes he buys a lot below that, but there, there was a study done where they found that, you know, waiting for a project to kind of cross a certain threshold and then checking if the founders are following through and if the marketing, if the community understands it, is a sure way to kind of make sure that you get from, the, from two ETH to the next 10 ETH, right? And, um, and, and I think that that resonates deeply with us because, you know, we're building a blue chip NFT DAO. We don't, sure, it'd be amazing if we get to buy 10 of something at 0.08 ETH. But if we get to buy 10 of something at 2 ETH and it goes and each one becomes 10 ETH, that's still fantastic. Yeah. Who knows? Um, with this with this buyout that it's going to have a, a small impact big impact or create lots more value i think it's going to have a huge impact but we're not going to see it for a while i think i think most people don't understand because you know we're we're so used to these pumping communities now right in words the meta has changed so much that each community in the discord is trying to kind of outdo each other on, on what they give to their holders which i think is a good thing by the way right i think that the free market where everyone is saying hey come to our community even before mint we'll do these giveaways and we'll give you, you know, whitelist spots and all of that. I think the, the desire of or the, or the need for communities start to start to kind of really give their holders a lot of value is super important. But Board Apes is not like that at all, right? It's a very kind of chilled community, um, you know, so much so, <laughs> so much so that they made, you know, remember they made that mini game, right, for their players to play with these in, insane prizes, amazing prizes. And... Um, I remember, you know, when they announced them, they're like, oh, guys, we have to defer it because of a week because Apple's being funny. And then, okay, everyone's like, cool, no problem. And then when they ran the competition, I couldn't just, I, I had to read it twice. They posted an announcement. Hey, guys, you know, we were going to end it on a Sunday, but it seems like everyone's staying up late to keep on top of the leaderboards. We really don't want people losing sleep and stuff. Should we all vote to kind of stop the competition a day early? Like, I just couldn't, you know, like, all these other groups make you crawl over glass now and kind of, you know, like, have to sit on notifications on Twitter because they're going to give 100 invites and stuff. And Board Apes is like, yeah, we worked in this game for two months. No big deal. You know, it's only going to operate for a week. And, you know, we'll make it for six days instead of seven days, right? There's, there's a real kind of chilled kind of rich boy yacht club thing going on over there, and they really are good at it. And so they are, they are not noisy but they're very consistent and very classy and so everything they do is well thought out uh, and they they building they you know you they they they're constantly building i mean now we've got this kind of hint that they've uh, teamed up with animoca brands probably i think it's for like um i think what's going to happen is it's going to Hugo Labs is going to be how Animoca onboards a bunch of people into what uh, one of their metaverse platforms because we both know that animoca invests in everything and um, and so you know they had they, they opened this new kind of thing. I mean, I just did my KYC for it, and I'm sure it's going to be very classy. I'm sure it's going to be a great addition to the space. So I think Board Apes is kind of quietly and consistently building out a, a very strong brand. And so, yeah, I think it's going to have a major impact. I think it's got a major impact. Most important two collections in the NFT profile picture space are, are, are under one umbrella now. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. It's going to be a very, with, with, with the experience and the knowledge that they have and have, have acquired over 
these this last year, I, I'm expecting some really, really big things from them as well, as well. Yeah, I think it will be bigger than people expect, but not as big as people expect, right? <laughs> you know, I often, I'm finding, you know, it's one of these, it's one of these very weird things in the space right now. Because so many of the people entering crypto and NFTs are such dreamers. They all, you know, it's like you almost kind of want to buy, like if you're following volume, you buy into the rumor and sell before the new. Because the, no matter how cool it is, tends to not be enough for a lot of people in the space because their expectations are so insane, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, we just saw that with PX Quest. Like PX Quest is, we did it, guys. We got a, a, a decent studio who's going to work with us for the game. And everyone's like, uh, uh, uh. you didn't get like what, a, a triple, you, you get Lucas Films on board? Who are you guys, you know? <laughs> So, you know, there is that kind of uh, stuff going on in the space right now. But, yeah, they, you know, I think the people who understand value really get it. Like, you know, they're they, they behaving like um, Ikea and Adidas and Gucci. They, they are moving slowly but with great precision. Um, and I think they're going to add a number of other brands under their umbrella. I don't think this will be the last collection we see that they buy out, by the way. Because, it, it, you know, from a utility point of view, if you're going to have a Yacht Club event, right, wouldn't it be cooler to have your kind of CryptoPunks people there too? I mean, if you're trying to make kind of the most elite Web3 uh, social club, right, kind of you, you want to have the CryptoPunks there too. So, you know, I think we'll see a lot more coming from them in that space. But I think that that is ultimately what we're looking for over here with Blue Chips is are they building brands? I mean, Doodles is another one that, uh, consistently is is pushing the boundaries. Um, you know, I'm I'm waiting for a Doodles animated TV show. I mean, that's what I think is going to come from them, wow. without a doubt. Definitely. You know, because I the, the, the art style is so on point. I the, my question is, will it be a Nickelodeon style for kind of teenagers and kids, or will it be more of a South Park situation where it's kind of adult humor? I hope it's the latter. We could do with more of those. But um, but yeah, I, I think I think we're going to see I think we're going to see a number of brands uh, start to you know kind of with this new term digital right like bridge the gap between uh, physical and Web three and also kind of traditional media sources like TV and and movies and uh, and and maybe metaverse bro broadcasting I don't know I think we're just at the beginning of these adventures and and I think the interoperability between these spaces is going to keep growing as well right like a metaverse platform also can have mini games and if you have mini games well then you can have a movie theater right and 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 in in, in things like Miranda's where you've got a tavern well if you've got a tavern you could probably have like a live event and then we can onboard like you know the Travis Scott concert and if we're having the Travis Scott concert people well then we can have sponsors who are fashion brands and some of those fashion brands could probably be web3 fashion brands right so I think there's going to be a lot of kind of intermingling and inter interdispersed things. And so that's why I'm looking, I'm really looking for teams that understand, teams that are always kind of pushing the boundaries, have professionalism, have the energy. And then in addition to teams, I'm looking for kind of genuine signs of brands forming. And I'm also looking always for innovation, always saying, yeah. like you said, pushing the boundaries into something that, hasn't been there before or are they willing to try something new to their project is what I always look for as well.
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cool. Did you, did you have any more specific questions for me or? Um, no, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about how. Um, actually, maybe let's take let's let's talk to the audience. I think it's really yeah. kind of you know because you because we you know when we, once we start to form our kind of our council of claw, we can I think deep dive more into how we analyze investments. But let's let's take some general questions. Um, I'm looking in Fat Cat's voice text, and I'm also looking in the channel. Does anyone want to kind of raise their hand, ask anything? Twitter's still kind of ragging me a bit. I like. One second, let me just close and rejoin one second. Okay. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hey. Hello. Hey, Gekka. How's it going? Hey, Dylan. I'm doing great, guys. Uh, that was a great talk, actually. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, about the talk, like first the, about the first draft that was with uh, Habib. Uh, there is something that yes. I find extremely valuable in what you shared in your story. It's the fact of like, uh, obviously, I kind of like, uh, you know, was uh, struck on that because this is, uh, I relate to that. But I think it's very underrated, the fact that you actually, when you discovered Web3 and when you discovered every possibility that comes with it and every, uh, you know, like um, things that could, uh, you were like, oh my God, this website has these people that are very talented working and like you asked them or i don't know exactly how it happened but you just decided to you know provide work for them for free in exchange of knowledge and uh, knowing more about the space and learning and so basically you were not trading time for money but for you know experience and you know uh like uh growing actually in the space and i think this is an amazing you know way of actually uh you know handling things so yeah what, what, what I tell people, if they're really, really, truly interested in the space, go and you don't even have to have any or a very little or none technical knowledge. Go join a hackathon and watch when you get on one of these teams. Watch how these people think, how they develop, how they put together ideas. And there's something you'll be able to contribute as well. And at the end of the hackathon, when they have an application or a program or a project that they present, it's just phenomenal. So that, that's what I tell people. If you really want to get your hands dirty and learn, this is one way to do it. And it's free to do. And people are looking for people to help them on projects as well. Yeah, man, that's amazing advice. Like, it's funny because I was, like, participating in a hackathon uh, two weeks ago, and that was, like, a, such a huge experience, and I learned so much. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, extremely valuable for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, I hate, I hate conferences just because I, I don't like crowds as much as I'm happy to be with, like, 500 people on Discord. But absolutely, I mean, you know, I used to go to banking conferences all the time, and the networking and the people you meet – and, you know, one thing always leads to another with the rabbit hole. If, if you do like conferences, go and represent us, right? Uh, you know, we had, we had, I think, seven people at Gala, GalaCon. 
And um, the connections that kind of we made via them, and then they put me in contact with me, and, and we've added to the DAO and different things, it's invaluable, both on the knowledge front, uh, also on the confidence side. I think that's what you both, you know, you both are mentioning, and, um, and, and on the networking side. Um, let's just take, before you speak, David, um, Hikato is saying, what about quality of art? Obviously, it's subjective, but there must be a threshold for good taste, no? To follow up, that is a comment about the seemingly mediocre art mostly coming out, at least to my eye. Okay, a lot of things to unpack over there, Hikato. You're correct. Art is subjective. I would say to you, when we're looking at art, the two things we're most looking for, um, again, for long term, right? Because when you're following kind of flip culture, so you're following the meta, right? Whatever's in vogue, whatever's in fashion. But when you're following long term, you want to really, I think, look for two or three points. Point number one is, is this an art style that enough people can resonate with, right? So that there's going to be a big enough community. Uh, because, you know, like, for example, we know that people like Disney style, right? Like fat cats. Um, we know that, that people like anime and hente and, 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 and styles like that, right? So you can check if there's enough of a style like that. If it's a new style, then you want to be talking to a lot of people and saying, hey, does this resonate with you? Why does it resonate with you? Um, secondly, you want that feeling to be for, for longevity, right? It's not enough that there's a, a people that just like it now. They need to kind of, it has to be a, a style with sitting power, right? So something like Bored Apes, uh, a lot of people can get behind that. Something like um, CryptoPunks um, uh, or uh, some of the other pixel collections, we know that people like pixel art, right? Um, now, that's on actual art style. When it comes to quality control, absolutely. When I saw, you know, I, I was pretty okay with Hate Beast, but when I saw some of the quality control issues, like the hovering necklaces, I was rather disappointed uh, because that wasn't an art style issue. That was a quality control issue. And so quality control is, is definitely something. And then I think the last thing you want to check when it comes to art is um, even if it's not, even if it's not kind of like the most fine art looking thing or, or, or clean art looking thing, is it something that a brand could be built around, right? Um, and that's a difficult question to answer sometimes, right? Like I think, Creep's art style is both kind of something understood and light and has a very kind of surfer, um, surfer skateboarder vibe to it, right? Like very, you know, 90s kids will understand, but has a very Vans feel to it. Um, the question is, uh, what, what can you do with a style like that, right? Do you, do you sell hoodies? Can you make a movie? Can you make a TV show? Uh, is it something that you could put into, into luxury or not? that's where you start to ask, and those are a bit difficult, but you, you try to say, what can this brand expand into, right? Like Doodles, to me, it's like screamingly obvious that Doodles could be a TV show or a movie. Okay. Um, before I take on Lucky's question, um, and, and, and Lucky will bring you up so that you can actually kind of ask it and... and and so on. Um, Habib, I wanted to, uh, we'll, 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 I want to ask you a question, Habib, and then we'll take David, and then we'll bring on Lucky. Um, okay, Habib, how did it happen that Board Ape started following you? What, what was the story there? I, I, I really don't know. I, 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 to be honest, I don't know how they started following me. I, I, I'm just like, somebody today earlier said, hey, Board Apes was following, following you. And I'm like, 
I, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. From the one, one time that I have spoken to one of the founders, they, they, don't, they, they don't do things from luck. They tend to follow either kind of really big community members over there or projects that they, they think are doing something. And so that's why I'm asking the question. I wonder kind of what you were putting out that they found um, again, you know, you're all, you're all over the place and so maybe, <laughs> maybe they're feeling like I am, right? Like, you know, Habib's, you know, instead of me having to kind of run to all of these uh, backdoor alleys, let's see what Habib's finding. So <laughs> <laughs> David, David, hi, David. What did you want to say? Yeah. Hey guys. Uh, sorry. I'm a little bit late, but I heard the last things. Yeah. I wanted to, yeah, just. I, I was not here when we talk about Yugar and crypto punks. I mean, United, but uh, I find things really amazing. And what you said before about, you know, the fact that, yeah, Project will do um, animation shows or, or series or things like that. I think also it's a great way to um, raise money sometimes. I talked with some um, some member of FATCAT, uh a few days ago, I think it was um, Azuki did the, the Bobo Mint about the character. And actually, I find really, I don't know what you think about it, guys, but I found uh, at first the, the idea really amazing because um, you gave to people a part. I mean, it's not a fractionized NFT, but it's a vote for what you can do, the character that you are going to going to use make um, um, an animation or any kind of thing that you want to do with some kind of character and also you let people enter into your company at the same time you do things about characters really about one character and Azuki said that okay we did this experiment with this character Bobu okay if it worked and he worked actually with the mint we could use that and do it with other characters. And I find amazing because at first, the amount of um, mint uh, possible that was possible were uh, 50K. And it's like you raise more than 1 million just with uh, a little mint that cost 0.001. And that was amazing to let people enter into your community and participate in the life thing, any character in your collection, and you raise a lot of money for also your community. I don't know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for bringing those all up. Um, okay, I saw that um, Lucky's asking, Big, uh, I'm a big fan and a holder of Kaiju Kings. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Dot and their blue chip potential and the brand they're building in Web3. So, Keiju Kings and CyberKongs, and I'm going to put them together uh, because I think they, you know, they. I'm watching them in the same light. Uh, I, I think they are very solid, Lucky. Um, but I, I would love, I, I would love you first to kind of, you know, give the pitch if you're able to speak. Give the pitch to people why you're so bullish on it. Uh, you know, because again, I'm, I'm commenting on the question, but I think a lot of people in the community may not even know that much about it. So let's see if we can get you on. Okay, you mean you mean about the, no, not uh, you, David, not you, David. Lucky, lucky. Okay, I was not yeah. sure. Sorry. Yeah, no problem, man. 
Let's see if Lucky's around. Did you hear that, Lucky? Oh, there he is. There he is. Oh. Awesome. Lucky, how's it going? Lucky, you're on mute. If you can unmute yourself. Or do you have to put him as a host? Uh, no, I, I think, I think, I think uh, Twitter is ragging us again, but let's give him a minute. Okay. It's okay. Otherwise, we'll have him on a another time specifically about some of these projects because Lucky's in in a lot of these projects, and it's it's always good when people have already bought into a project and are kind of constantly watching it to ad advocate for it. Sorry, guys, um, I had my mic off. I didn't realize I was rugging no myself. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, Lucky. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so Lucky's in a lot of projects. So Lucky, you know, we, we kind of, we can visit a few projects. Uh, tell us why kind of Kaiju Kings, well, are you also just, a type of composer? Before Kaiju Kings, uh, just, just mm -hmm. uh, uh, going back to, uh, well, no, I don't want to discuss Doodles, but um, Doodles 2.0, let's, let's, you know, we've got to find the new Doodles. And I think um, I had a long dis discussion with my, uh, with my Discord today uh, about blue chips in particular. And we just, we don't trust many at all, and and I think uh, one one in particular that's at a very decent level now is Coolman's. Um, Co uh, I'm sure you're aware of Coolman's. Uh, it's it's got a massive following, um, and Doodles are following Coolman's roadmap to the T. Um, so anything that Coolman's have already done, which is the animation, the the the, the coffee table books, the you know the the. Doodles are following. Um, so in my mind, um, do, uh, Coleman's can, can make the leg up to, to certainly Doodles level now. Um, and also the Kaiju Kings is, is another solid, solid blue chip, um, which I see making, making the leg up as well in the future because of the team, because of the, the passion of the holders, uh, because of the, the, the new white paper that's come out with... Uh, we, you know, with the babies and the mutants and the scales that uh, the, that the babies are going to be earning, um, you know, it's all it's all amazing stuff. I mean, they're, they're going to have two games. Uh, they're going to have a play to earn game as well. Uh, they, which I don't think you've ever mentioned that the board apes are doing that as well. By the way, they, um, have have they confirmed that they're doing yes, a, a long term yes, play to earn? They, they've confirmed it for later on in the year for a play to earn game. Oh, very good. Very good, cool. I, I wasn't sure if they had confirmed it yet. Yes, they've um, confirmed I mean, it, absolutely. Um, oh, wonderful. They've also confirmed, I believe, uh, there's a lot of chatter in the in, in the Discord that um, anybody that's owned an ape in the past will will get a, a, a the ape coin drop as well. So anybody that paper oh, handed them, because I know people that, you know, poor people, you know, have had eight or nine apes and they sold below, below one ETH. I know a fair few people who did that. Um, the fact that he rewarded is is incredible. Wow, there, there's something wholesome about that, right? Because they did come along for part of the journey. So, you know, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, that. it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, so, so tell me why why do you think uh, Kaiju Kings tokenomics wise will work play to earn wise? Like, like again, this is you and I keep going back to this. <laughs> this place, is really, I think you know, we will, it's, it's such a yeah. difficult, difficult uh, uh, subject, and who knows if it's going to work, right? Yeah. Um, I, I tell you, I, I, I'm a big investor in, in, in uh, Dumb Ways to Die. 
And these guys are a huge, huge company and they do not have a fucking clue what they are doing. Mm. However, I'm still, they, they know how to make a video game, right? Mm -hmm. what, what they have not mentioned and they have not approached is the tokenomics of how they're going to do it. And it's probably the most important thing, right? Right. And they're completely and utterly avoiding it. Yeah. It's they're, they're probably slightly, waiting slightly to see, concerning. And, uh, yeah, they're probably waiting to see someone else do it so they right, can come. Right. And I think Kaiju Kings might be the ones that are doing it. But the thing is, they've got many other NFTs in their ecosystem. They've got the babies. They've got the mutants. They're just about to introduce scientists. Um, you know, they have a... Beans have nothing like... Beans are slightly lost. Um, funny mm -hmm. enough, I pulled Botch, which is the number one bean, which is quite incredible. Um, oh, uh, cool. It was one in 10,000 chance, right? Wow. Wow, oh, nice. Yeah, actually, yeah, funny I enough, I, I, I was, you know, I was already aping in, and uh, I, I think I have uh, 46 beans right now. Um, but when, I, when it first uh, released, I actually... Um, bought the demon bean which was a one of one for five ETH and I had no idea I had botch because <laughs> I'd swept the floor a few times and I just I, I, I never checked uh, and I most likely wouldn't have bought the demon bean had I checked so I'm definitely stacked up with the beans but uh, it's a it's a very long play I'm not going to be able to you know the game's not they're talking about the end of year so there's probably going to be some delays and etc etc but they, they want to build a metaverse in Unreal Engine which is incredible uh, uh, Playside or um, they're, they're an Australian company. You know, they're, they're, they're uh, half a billion um, uh, market cap. They have uh, they had an IDO. They've five x in the last two three years. Uh, they have plenty of releases on Steam. You know, they're a real a real uh, uh, um, gaming company, and it's about the only gaming company I actually believe and trust that can be able to make a game because there's lots of you know uh, pretenders and and bullshit artists. Um, for instance, Galactic Apes is a perfect example, and um, Space Yetis is another example of just absolute p the stringing people along. You know, all they had is the art. Then the, the, you know, they're just two guys in a basement, right? They're, they're not they're not a dev team whatsoever. And you know, I've, I've learned this the hard way, but I've, I, I can see that most projects haven't got a fucking clue what they're doing. For instance, Pixel Quest. You 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 uh, you, you mentioned that earlier. I mean, the fact that they're selling their NFTs and then finding a dev afterwards is, is just, it's just negligent, isn't it? Um, yes and no. I mean, I, I mean, you know, yes, yes. But, but the reality is, is that everyone is winging it, right? And, and we, the free market, keep giving these people a chance of day. That's the problem, right? As you said in the beginning of your comment, there are not many projects that you consider blue chips right now or trust because it's everyone's fault in a way, right? Everyone keeps trusting them with these, trusting these startup projects who are selling them kind of a, a, a an idea and then going, great, we've raised the money, now we're going to find a Yeah, well, Beans is more than an idea because it's an established brand right. um, and it's an established gaming company. So this is why I've, I've, I've uh, you know, aped in the way I did. Um it's it's a long it's a slow burn. I'm not going to make yeah. any money for a long time there. But, yeah, toss you know, toss a link for people to that in uh, show, and I will toss a a link for people to the Coolman's project, so we you know can, everyone can kind of learn from these experiences. Well, the Coolman's uh, project is I think is, is is a truly incredible project, and I and I really really think it's going to be Doodles point two point 
Um, and and the floor right now is is it's only one and a half ETH. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, I don't think there's a better buy out there uh, for that price. Cool. Know, in, in the whole market. Cool. Um, I just saw a question as well from Ikata. Uh, good question, actually. Um, he said, um, does it matter what chain a project drops on? It's, is the ultimate endpoint a multi-chain crossover project since they are never by one chain to rule them all? What do you guys think is the best chain of these projects? Well, you know, there's a lot of theorizing about chains, right? But for NFT collectible projects right now, it's Ethereum. For some of the bigger play-to-earn games, uh, like Big Time and Gala games, they can make their own DEXs or they can be server, you know, um, chain agnostic. But when it comes to um, NFT collectibles and, and, and even games, in my opinion, it has to at least be on Ethereum because that's where all the money is, that's where the bankers are, that's where the institutions are, who have got a proven track record of security. This is not to say that I'm saying that Ethereum is the best chain. I mean, it is the best chain, but that's not really the point. The point is that the trust is already there. And it's on the other chains to take it away and prove otherwise. Have you heard of Shadow Quest? Shadow Quest? I have heard of Shadow Quest, actually. But uh, I've never looked into it too much. They, they have done an, uh, an incredible contract with an e ECR721 uh, uh, token. And mm -hmm. I minted um, 10, 10, 10 NFTs for about $25. Uh -huh. They've absolutely cracked it. That wasn't they've, made this, uh, they've made the contract public, so it's on GitHub, so anybody, anybody can use it. So really, there's no excuse. Shadow Quest did a, an alteration of the Earth yeah, yeah, they Yeah, it's a completely new code, what they did. They, it's, it's completely new. It's, there, it's theirs, they've, uh, and they've released it to the public. Okay, toss that to me, please, and I'll ask our dev about that, because we were going to do Earth 721A. But if this is something that's kind this of doable... Is, uh, this complete, uh, um, th there's a table as well which compares it to Azuki's contract and, it, it, you know, it, it beats it hands down. I'll okay. be happy to share that with you. Yeah, please, please. Uh, I find Polygon is... Uh, I, I'm not really uh, down with Polygon. Um, it, it goes down as well. Um, Etherworks have had problems with, with using Polygon. Um, yeah. I'm not aren't they on Arbitrum? Hold on, no, no, no. Etherworks on Arbitrum, aren't they? No, no, no. Etherworks on Etherworks on Ethereum layer one, but they have uh, all the moves are made on layer two in, on Polygon. But you oh, mint and you can and you sell on layer one, so all the value is on layer one. No, no. But hold on, it's 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 on Arbitrum, no, or Polygon? No, no. I think it's Arbitrum. Isn't it? Isn't it part of Treasure DAO? I think everything. No, Treasure DAO... no. They're gonna be they're gonna be released on Trove. There's nothing oh, to do okay. with it. Um, absolutely on Ethereum, always have been. It's the first on-chain game along with... Uh, no, no, uh, I know, I know. But I'm saying that Arbitrum is layer two, whereas Polygon is not layer two. It's yeah, chain. I have no idea why they didn't go to uh, Polygon. And I have no idea why Wizards and Dragons didn't go to, po uh, didn't go to Magic. Yeah, to Arbitrum. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, uh, they've really made a big mistake there because they could have come back and, you know, it would have been perfect. But they said no because they thought it was a scam. Uh-huh. They wow. thought the guy who was uh, coming in saying, why don't you do this on Magic? They're like, well, why are you shilling your own bags? It's like, really? That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. I mean, obviously he's going to shill your own bags. If you don't shill your own bags, what, what the hell are you talking about? It's yeah, for retarded sure. retarded on so many levels. 
for sure. Okay, um, let's give Habib the final word. I mean, I, I think we've done all of our questions, right? Yeah, I think we... Cool. Um, Habib, is there anything you want to add? Anything interesting you're looking at right now? Um, just the last thing I want to say is, you know, out of 100 projects I look at, I'll dwindle it down to like five, and I'll really dig deep into those five. And maybe, maybe if I like one, then I'll, I'll move forward with it. But a lot of times I'll dig into other projects and none of them like meet the criteria that I feel is worth going into. That's, that's all I'm like to end. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm remembered by something that Robert Kiyosaki once put in his book, big dad's uh, big dad. Uh, sorry, rich dad, poor dad. The deal of the century comes around twice a week. And I don't think that has ever been more true than in web three, you know, like people who FOMO into projects, uh, really don't understand that there are so many projects coming out. And, and, and if you're just picking kind of one, one in a month or one in two months, you're probably moving very fast. Well, you, you shouldn't. You, if you saw my hidden folder, I think you'd be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're honest about it, Lucky, right? Yeah. At least, you know, you know, you know I... <laughs> I, I, I think, for example, like um, Anna Mocha, right, who's, who's, who's clearly doing something with, um, with Bored Ape. I, I think the two, the two by eight rule, uh, you know, and, and, and we just mentioned earlier, kind of grow your base uh, founder. Uh, he, he feels the same way. We think that they, they are expecting kind of two of their projects to go to Uranus uh, and, and, and a thousand, you know, a hundred thousand X and the other projects probably to go to zero. And they're okay with that. You know, that's kind of a very incubator startup value invest. Uh, sorry, startup angel investor mentality. So maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what they're doing. But uh, I prefer to kind of pick a few winners, and, uh, and as long as my losses aren't drastic, I feel I feel very good about it. But uh, but yeah, we're we're still very early, so those hidden folders are gonna are gonna grow. Nothing can be done. <laughs> Very good. Okay, let's see. Do we have a listener who does not yet have a wiper spot? Tour, um, tour the vibe. Do you have a wiper spot? I think everyone else does. Okay, tour the vibe. If you don't yet have a wiper spot, please open a ticket in Fat Cat and we'll sort you out. And um, let's toss um, Cruz. Uh, message me, please. We'll get you fifty catnip. Um, Ranger S messaging me will get you 50 catnip and Dozzy Rose will get you 50 catnip. Awesome. Thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you, Habib. I'm sure we'll hear you and lucky we'll kind of get you on for your own show soon. Um, because I think, you know, you, we can, we can bring the bag <laughs> and the lessons you've learned from them and the good ones as well. And I think that will be a lot of fun. Nice one, Dylan. Have a good evening. Thank you. Bye everyone. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thank you.